Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Chris McMonagle. Sports Radio 1019 FM. And the fan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's 12.02 on this Saturday morning. McMonagle here with you for five hours. So let's go, 877-337-6666. Five hours to talk about this stupid game. You know how much better my day was supposed to be? This show was supposed to be totally different. I played golf this morning. I actually didn't shoot that badly. I had lunch, outdoors, a beer, a fried cod Reuben sandwich. It was delicious on pumpernickel. And then this game starts... I'm all pumped up for it. I'm scoring the game. Giancarlo hits the two-run home run. I'm tweeting out how Giancarlo hits bombs in the postseason. This was supposed to be a different show. And instead, you're talking about a loss to the Cleveland Guardians, tied up the series 1-1, and because of the stupid rain delay, which I hated. I know it's it's pointless now, but I just hated the rain delay. It takes you back to 06, and it's just the Yankees had the momentum after game one. I hated the rain delay. That's behind us. It's not an excuse. It's not why they lost this game, obviously. But now the series is tied 1-1. So if you thought it was going to be easy, and for all the Yankee fans and Yankee haters out there who already had them moving on to play the Astros after game one and now have the series dead, of course, and Cleveland's going to walk through the Yankees the rest of the way, nonsense. It's a fight. It's a playoff series. I don't know who anyone who watched this Yankee team, not only this year, but for this group, even going back to 17, but let's just call it the Boone era. It's never easy, man. I don't know who thought this series would be easy. They can pitch. They have a major advantage in the bullpen. For the first time in a long time, going into a postseason series, the Yankees don't feel good in a tie game late and close. There's no, there's no other way around it. In this series, late and close goes to the advantage of Cleveland. It's the one advantage they have. I, did, I don't think anyone expected the Yankees to sweep this series, and they dropped the game at home in a game they absolutely should have won, and we're going to get into all the different reasons why. There's a ton of stuff to get into about this game, but the overall writing theme, and I'm not breaking news here, it's obvious, the Yankees need to score runs, and their best player in Aaron Judge can't go 0 for 8 with 7 strikeouts. If that continues, I don't care who they play, they're going to lose. We talk about this all the time in this, you know, it's going back to 2017 with Judge and uh, and then obviously 18 and then the Boone era. They, when they lose postseason series, they lose because they don't score. And after the home run by Stanton in the first inning, this team didn't score. And that's why they lost. And Judge right now is killing them at the top of the order. And we'll get into that later in the show with him hitting leadoff. 
but he can't have seven strikeouts in the first two games and expect to win both of them. That's not what this team is. It's not who they are. Aaron Judge is the most important player. He's the MVP, right? We talked about it. Is Otani the best player because he does pitches and hits? What The most valuable player to their team this year, bar none, has been Judge. We talked about how he's carried this team, how influential he is, how you, you have to rack your brain, go back decades to try and think of a player who's meant so much to a team as much as Judge has meant to this Yankee team. And they got through it in game one with a home run by Rizzo and a well-pitched game from their ace in Garrett Cole. And they were able to win a game, 4-1. to one, But in game two, they didn't score enough runs. They didn't score enough runs. And this lineup is going to have to figure it out. Now, they faced a good pitcher in Bieber. You know, the, 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 the fan who only watches the postseasons might just remember, oh, they, they smacked Bieber around in 2020. Yes, that's true. They did. It was different today. Whether you want to use the daytime and the, the shadows as an excuse or not, he was locating his pitches. And besides the home run to Stanton, which shouldn't even been a home run, he should have walked him. The umpire had a tough strike zone low, but for everyone, it wasn't an impactful thing in the game. It was for both teams, but he was just off low. But after that, he settled in. He located his pitches. He's a damn good pitcher, and they've got a really good bullpen, and it's going to be scored, hard to score runs. But it goes right back into this conversation everybody loves to have about the strikeouts. I'm sorry. I think it's overblown on how many strikeouts are in this game. I think it's overblown. Four of them came from Judge. Three of them from Cabrera, who looks a little overmatched here. I know we all love him, and and he made the play in the ninth. That ball's up too long to not be caught. I don't care the defensive positioning. He's got to catch it. But he's not a a start. He's not an outfielder. You're putting him in, in positions just to get him in the lineup. And he's definitely been great, and he's brought some exuberance, exuberance, and he's brought some youth, and he's done a really nice job. But he looks overmatched. He struck out three times, 0 for 5, and he should have caught that ball in left field. you got to catch that ball. We'll get to the other play of that, which I thought was a turning point that less people were talking about on that play. How Donaldson allows him to go to third, I'll never understand. That's To me, that's a huge play. That's a huge play in the ninth. I understand it's a pop-up. Uh, whether or not Tyone should be in the game, We'll get into it, but you cannot allow him to get to third base so you have to bring the infield in. Now, I know you don't necessarily, the same thing's not going to happen, but that pop-up's caught. That little bloop that scores the go-ahead run is caught if the runner, if the infield isn't in. And the only reason why he's in is because the ball was thrown away by Donaldson. It's the stupidest play ever. He's, he's, he's standing at second base. Why are you even throwing it? I think the umpire got in the way of Glaber, but it doesn't matter. That ball should have never been thrown. And it moves him over to third and changes the whole complexion of that inning. Stupid mistakes and not hitting. But the strikeouts are overblown. Four of them are from Judge. Three of them are from Cabrera. Two from Stanton. Those are the only three guys who struck out twice. And, and, and you know, immediately it's, well, you know, of course. I mean, we talked about it. We watched the Look at the Phillies hitting home runs to beat the Braves. The... Grisham hit another home run tonight for San Diego. We know how important the home runs are. You got to hit home runs, but yeah, you also got to come up with hits from time to time. Of course, no one said otherwise. But the idea, although all they do is strike out, they rely too much on the home run. The conversation comes back after one game. I thought we put it to bed watching the rest of this postseason and how it's gone. Even the series in Atlanta for the Mets here in New York, we watched that as the, as the Braves beat them with home runs. 
And let, and let me ask you, I mean, there was a couple opportunities here. They need to come through, no doubt. But they were beat by two bloops. Oh, the Cleveland puts the ball in play, and that's why they won. They got two bloops that landed. Let me ask you a question. Do you remember when Donaldson lined the ball to left field in the third? Was that a better at bat than a bloop, bloop base hit that barely got wood? When it was lined and Quan makes the, the play right at his, his fingertips, is about to hit the ground, he snags it off the ground to save two runs. When it was second and third, or, or Higashioka, in the eighth, when he lines a bullet to the third baseman, were those better at bats than blue pits? Sometimes they fall, sometimes they don't. The Yankees need to do a better job of coming through with hits in the clutch, no doubt about it. But they put guys on. It's about these guys coming through, not necessarily how this team is built by the home run. It's the, it's the easy conversation to go to every time the offense struggles. They rely on the home run. They rely on the home run. No, these guys need to come through. Donaldson hit a ball hard. It was caught. Higashioka hit a ball that was hit hard. It was caught. But they need to do a better job. Cabrera looks overmatched right now. This is the first time as a Yankee. I know he went through a slump uh, when he first came up. But this looks like the first time he really looks overmatched in a game right now is the way he's playing. 0 for 5 with three strikeouts. Looks bad. So we know the offense. Right? I didn't think uh, Cortez was himself walking guys at the bottom of the order. An uh, 0-2 pitch to Jimenez that he didn't get far enough away on a slider. That was a killer. That inning started, obviously, with the the infield single that Glaber couldn't put a good throw on Rizzo to get that to get Naylor out, and that starts the merry-go-round. But he walked Hedges twice. He's walking the bottom of the lineup. He wasn't great today, but he wasn't the reason they lost either. But the pitching wasn't great and then you get to Boone and the bullpen decisions. And here's what I'll say about the bullpen. Because I know everyone's going to talk about Tyone coming into this game. Tyone coming into this game isn't the problem necessarily. Here's the issue that you really want to look at. And we talked about this bullpen and how decimated it is with injuries. And now what the rainout has done has brought them to four straight games. The Yankees are going to have to play, theoretically, four days in a row. The manager yesterday's game showed you he doesn't want to overextend these guys. And it's tough when you bring in you bring in the bullpen, you bring in Trevino, he gets two outs. You bring in Lawizaga, he gets uh, one, uh, 1.2, but he doesn't throw a lot of pitches. Peralta doesn't throw a lot of pitches. They weren't extending these guys. You could have went further with them. If you're going to bring in your best relievers, and right now they really don't have many that they really trust, it's probably the first three that showed up in this game tonight or last night. Trevino, Loizaga, Peralta. Those are the three guys you really trust. And Boone has talked about managing to win this game, managing to win the series, not looking long-term. He's not concerned about who's starting game five. Cole's going to start game four no matter what. They're not going to save him for potential game five if they're winning in the series heading into game four. But he managed the bullpen today like he's saving his guys. The rainout now established where it's four days in a row, and he managed his bullpen like he's saving his guys for a long series. He didn't want to push Loisaga. He doesn't want to push Peralta, who's looked good. He's brought in Holmes, and that's the other thing about this. Holmes is the closer. I mean, the way, the way he ended his season, 
as poorly as he was pitching, then he gets the shoulder injury. He's come back in and been as trusted as anyone in this bullpen, which surprises me. So far, he's come through. He's only been asked to get two outs in, in both situations in these two games, and he's got J-Mo immediately warming up behind him, so the leash is very short on Holmes, but he's been brought into this game as the closer. I have no problem going with Tyone in the 10th. Are you really going to tell me the big problem is Tyone there instead of uh, instead of Schmidt? Instead of Clark Schmidt? Oh, Tyone's never come out of the bullpen. Tyone's, he's a pitcher. You saw it in 2019 where Washington deployed their starting pitchers throughout the bullpen that entire series and helped them beat the Astros and win a World Series. And Clark Schmidt's never come into a postseason game either. The problem wasn't going to Tyone there. It was It's his throw day. He's probably going to start game five. They like him against the top of the order of the matchup. That's fine, whatever. The problem is not necessarily the problem, but the reason that he's in that game is because Boone was afraid to push his guys. He didn't want to extend Peralta. He doesn't want to extend Loisaga because now they're in a position where they need those guys because they're the only guys they trust. He doesn't want, you know, if it's the 10th inning tied, all right, you might have to throw Tyone or you might have to throw Herman. He, he wants to save those three guys for big pressure innings the rest of the series, and he's not going to push them. Now, it was a must win for Cleveland, and they pushed their star closer, Class A, who goes two and a third, but now through almost 40 pitches, could that be a storyline moving forward into t- tonight's game and tomorrow's game that the Yankee bullpen is more rested as they were used less liberally and now Class A, the world closer, might not be able to go later tonight or will be on a short leash tonight or might be even ineffective, hopefully, for Yankee fans. But Boone didn't want to push the bullpen. So I have no problem with Tyone, but you gotta if you're going to bring these guys in as early as he brought them in, and Cortez has got to go deeper in this game. We talked about how important it was for the starting rotation to go deeper in this game for this precise reason. They don't have a lot of guys in the bullpen you trust right now. right? You don't really trust Licky to get any kind of big inning. Castro hasn't pitched in forever. Herman's a starting pitcher. Ty, uh, Tyone's a starting pitcher. Holmes has been a little bit shaky. Uh, and Schmidt's a rookie, practically, and never pitched in the postseason. You have Peralta. You have Ta- you have uh, Loisaga. You have Trevino. And then... I guess Holmes has kind of been in that mix. I wasn't sure he was going to be, but we're seeing it the first two games. He's in that mix. Those are the guys you have. And if you extend them in the first of possibly four, you put yourself at risk later in the series. But I, you know, it's it depends on how you want to look at it. I don't necessarily have a problem with it, but everything else the manager said is they were going to manage to win these games. He managed with an eye on the next three nights. There's no way around it. I, I, you know, We'll see if it's the strategy that works out or not. Just because he would have extended those guys doesn't mean the Yankees would have scored any runs either. It's not like that's the reason they lost, but he made a clear decision, in my opinion. He made a decision with this bullpen that I'm going to manage it and make sure that these guys aren't overextended. We have a long series here, and I have a handful of guys I trust. Instead of saying, you know what, Peralta looks good, I can push this another inning, then I can have, uh, you know, uh, Holmes for the next inning, or I can push Loisic and save Peralta for the next inning and keep pushing it and giving your offense more and more time. He didn't do that. He got, they got through their lanes, they got the outs he expected them to get right onto the next guy, right onto the next guy, where at the point, at the 10th inning, he's got to go to Tyone. And Tyone wasn't even bad. He got beat by bloops. He executed his pitches. He got Ramirez to a harmless pop-up. 
It found the spot. It's unlucky. The other managerial decision, obviously, is to pinch hit. Everyone has a problem with pinch hitting Carpenter when he pinch hits Carpenter. He pinch hits Carpenter in the sixth inning with runners on first and second. That's the I have no problem with that either. That's when you're going for. What are you saving him for? Who knows what kind of situation you'll get. You're only going to look to pinch hit him for one or two guys at the bottom of the order. There's no guarantee a situation is any better that arises. He took his chance. I have no problem with it. Everyone sees LeCastro come up in the ninth or that spot come up. You go, oh, I, you know, why'd you, why'd you pinch run for him? Stanton could be up. Or, oh, you could have saved, you know, you could have saved Carpenter for these later innings. You don't know. He's going for the win right there. I have no problem pitching Carpenter. I have no problem pinch running LeCastro. Uh, Lo you got to take your chances to win the game. He's trusting his guys. He's putting his guys in the best chance to end the game in those innings. He's not waiting for later situations. I have no problem with that. I had one problem with Aaron Boone tonight. One problem. And it's not. It, it, it probably didn't affect the game at all. But in the bottom of the 10th, why he allows LeCastro to lead off that inning and not go to Hicks makes no sense to me. And his answer that he gave that's kind of going all over the place on uh, social media makes no sense to me. But Castro has been treated like a pinch runner this entire season. They hardly let him get in at bat. And you're going to let him hit to lead off the inning down two runs in the bottom of the 10th inning with a world-class closer on the mound, arguably the second-best closer in the league behind Diaz. That's where you're going? He said a couple things that aren't true. He said a couple things that don't make any sense to me. I know, I know Class A throws a cutter. But you can't tell me you don't want to see a lefty in that spot. Of course you do. And LeCastro doesn't hit. He hasn't hit all season. If Hicks doesn't pinch hit in that spot, why is he on the team? You put up Hicks in that spot, he works at bats. Then he says, well, Class A is not a guy who walks people. Okay. <laughs> what is that? Maybe he will. Or maybe Hicks will run into one. Or maybe just Hicks as a left-handed hitter that's actually had some at-bats in the major leagues this year could possibly... I know it's Hicks. I know I'm screaming about pinch-hitting Hicks. This is where you get in the postseason. I, I don't... I don't. You can't even imagine we'd get here. I'm furious the Yankees didn't pinch-hit Hicks. But it's the case. He's got to come into that game. It's not why... Who knows? And I'm, Again, it's pinch-hitting Hicks. He probably makes an out. Eight times out of ten, he does. That's what his. That's what he's done all year. But still, you got to give yourself a chance. And the explanation didn't make any sense. And then he says he didn't want to burn the guy. Why burn a player? I consider the at bat a wash. If LeCastro and Hicks is a wash, we have a problem. And then to say why do I don't want to burn the guy, the player, if it's it's a wash? It's the bottom of the tenth. You're down two runs. What are you saving him for? I, I I thought Boone had a great game one. I have no problems with all the things that a lot of you might have problems with, and we could talk about it, 877-337-6666. But not pinch-hitting Hicks there makes absolutely no sense. And then what he said in the postgame, and the, and the clip's kind of gone all over social media, that answer makes zero sense. I, 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 especially, you don't want to burn him. Why burn the player? It's the bottom of the 10th. If you tie the game, you worry about it then. Makes no sense. But here we are. You thought it was going to be easy. It's not. It's not going to be easy. The Cleveland Guardians are a good team that ran away, that ran away with their division late in the year. 
They pitch well, they have a very good bullpen, and they got some feisty hitters. But the Yankees are better than they are. The series is tied 1-1 going into Game 3 in Cleveland. Severino, who's been terrific his last several starts, is on the mound. And the Yankees are the better team, and they got to figure out a way to hit. And Judge has got to figure out a way to come through. But there's a lot to dissect in this game, and especially the things that jump out to me. Obviously, Judge's strikeouts. Obviously, Cabrera looking overmatched. And I wonder, although now I'm not so sure because he won't even pinch hit him, but I wonder if Hicks could get a start now in this series with the way Cabrera's looked at the plate. The Donaldson era and throwaway that allows Ramirez to get to third base with nobody out is a killer. The way the manager used the bullpen, not pinch hitting for the Castro. Those are the other things that jump out. But the overall arc is the same overall arc. It's been for every losing postseason the Yankees have had since 2017 and really beyond. They don't score runs. And game two was a microcosm of what's been a failure for this team in the postseason for going back a decade practically. And it's got to change starting tonight in Cleveland with Severino on the mound. 877-337-6666. So let's talk about it. Let's relax for a second. All right, it's been several hours now since the game's over. They're tied 1-1. They're still the better team. You still love the pitching matchup in game four. The Padres just finished off L.A., so they take a 2-1 lead. Phillies have a 2-1 lead. Not every team that's supposed to win goes through this thing easy. The Dodgers had 111 wins. They're down in this series. Atlanta comes storming down the stretch to overtake the Mets, sweeps them that last season. That last uh, series, excuse me, of the season. They're down to the Phillies after getting crushed today. It's not easy. It's not supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be hard. It's the hard that makes it great. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.